Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb Did you guys just go... Oh, cool. I thought I just went silent just because I couldn't hear you guys oh, for no. a second. <laughs> we were just being quiet. Sorry. Um, at Wait, least Dave, I was just, Dave, you're still there, right? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, okay, I'm good. I was right, like, oh, here? no, but Dave has, Dave's gone. Dave's not here. Right. Okay. All right. Well, just right. forget it. Leave him behind. We're going to keep okay. going. Uh, I'm kidding. Well, we can leave dance if we behind. want to. We can leave yeah. my our Dave's behind. Behind? Because... Dave doesn't dance, and if Dave doesn't dance, Dave, do you? First of all, it's bing. You know do it. Do you dance, Dave? <laughs> Look at any wedding photography. I'm Man. sorry, I'm confused. Oh, Dave are you... kills it on the dance floor. Dave, yeah. are you human or are you like more dancer? Man, <laughs> yeah, he's more dancer than human at this point. I do dance, but every time I get a chance, early DJ, I'm like, can you just? Play burning down the house. Just bing again. play. Just like a tiny dancer. No, like a little no, bit. No, no, no tiny. This, this no is t- big boy dance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm trying to think of more dance songs. I mean, I. You know what? I, I'm just gonna trust you and think that you do have the dance magic dance. God. I gotta prove it. Let's All right. dance, but both Start. the David Bowie and the Lady Gaga song. Cool. Anyway. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. And welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm your other host, Sean. And joining us once again today, we have our special guest from the uh, Toy Story Minute and Toy Story 2 Minute. It's John. Hi, that's my... That's me. Hi. <laughs> that's you. Welcome back. Yeah, you're here. Yeah. Here you are. And we we have brought you back here today to talk about Minute 67. Drag yes, me 67. All kicking right. and screaming. Obviously. Right, Sean, give me that summary. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I had it ready. All right, everyone. Settle in. Let's settle in the diner. We're about to have some fun. In minute 67, Dora says that she'll come back to take the order. But then Phil takes Rita around the diner to meet all the townsfolk of Punxsutawney. That's that's what happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Hey, I get, mm, mm. I get the hundred percent summer. All there. the punks are right. tanny. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> are they the punksatanians? The punksatanese? I would say the, the punksies. I I feel like there is a there's yeah the punks. <laughs> That's something we'll have to. You know, we oh, there's train, baby. We have got train time. Leave oh, it yeah. in. Sean. Don't leave ride it in. on the train tracks. The punks. The punks yeah, exactly. Don't ride on the train tracks, Sean. I personally right, believe right. in that one, actually. Don't drive on the train tracks. No, so yeah, this is uh, what I've been referring to as Phil's parlor trick. He knows everybody. He knows all the the Punxsutanians, the Punxsumaniacs. They're uh, <laughs> the Animaniacs. Yeah, I, I it, just each of these people. I have like they're they're interesting. They're very interesting. They all have like a little bit of no matter how small it is, they have a little bit of a weird story to them. It really fleshes out the town. It really makes you think. Phil started actually caring, which is weird because just like two minutes ago, he was killing himself over and over. 
<laughs> did he yeah. did he start yeah, killing well, himself after he met everyone or did he start meeting everyone after <laughs> he was done with his suicide phase? Uh, maybe like he met him before and he's like, "Oh my god, these 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 people are so boring. <laughs> End it now." Oh, I got to get stuck in this town? Not all of them are boring. And No, no, I I'm, I'm kidding. I'm sure he met them. I'm sure if he had met them before, he would not have been as so sad. Well, I think, I think he he's done after. very interesting things with them, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're, but it's it's. I like that observation that it isn't. Some of this is just surface. You know, this is Alice, the waitress. But then knowing where she was born, like their hopes and dreams. It's he, true. Yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah, oh. you know, it, it is. It does give the impression he got a little bit under the surface and got to know these people. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well. I'm just thinking about a note that I have later that. Never mind. Let's get on with it. <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Doris would like to get on with the order because it's busy. But, you know, when he woos her with her dreams of Paris, he kind of almost like throws her off her own step. And she's like, oh, you know, and she's like, oh, yeah, would I? And then she's the next thing you know, they are now up and just walking around the diner, you know? <laughs> like, she's like, okay, I guess I'll serve the other customers, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I looked into this. And, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I looked into this because no, no, uh, the actress who plays Doris, when this movie was filmed, it, or when this movie came out, she was 38 and 11 months old. Uh, 38 years and 11 months old. So if mm-hmm. her character is the same age as her, then for over 21 years, she's been working as a waitress at this one establishment and still hasn't saved up enough money for a European vacation. So I'm wondering if the worse hell than being in the same day over and over is capitalism. Because, hmm. <laughs> like, what a, what an awful, I mean, working yeah. poor, man, it sucks. <sighs> this poor lady. Uh, uh, you're right. It, yeah. It, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, like, and anything she's saving up, that could go to some, like, emergency with the family or like you know she puts some money back into the diner because uh you know what is it her brother right he's the one who well yeah and it's family it's her brother-in-law so she feels bad leaving for even like a week to go to paris right what if her money went to fix the grill you know the paris money went to fix the grill because yeah it was like i don't know like it was like the week before thanksgiving and they know people are going to be coming into town and the grill breaks and he's like, "Oh my god, I don't have the you know the nine hundred dollars to get it repaired." And she's like, "I do." And you know, like there you go. There's like you know, year of of, of the savings that's gone. You know, it's just when your family yeah. well, is who you work for, then wage theft is just like it's just a favor. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm sure. Yeah, the, you know, every time she gets close, then it's like, "Oh, the freezer broke. We uh, got to replace that." And you know, yeah. and then her sister comes to her and says, "You know." You know, Harry didn't want to say anything, but we're in a bit of a spot. Yeah. We know you've or, been saving up. Or but. mom's in the hospital, and who's somebody's got to watch her. You know, it's like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, she can't yeah, be it's, getting health care at that diner, right? I mean, oh, no. It's there's, a small business, no and Obama she's family. Care. Yeah. I don't even think Obama was born in 93, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at least not in this country! <laughs> oh, no. He was born in... What Indonesia or Kenya and the in nineteen ninety six, 
And so the plan to start ISIS began. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Was but of- yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, so she's been working there 21 years. That's kind of a, I don't know. I don't know. Did I look like that when I was thirty-eight? I would have guessed. <laughs> I would have guessed she's older. I'm going to assume they they older up for the like for the part. There's yeah, like she's been some... working in a diner her whole life instead of being an actress. So, yeah. right, it's going to age. Well, you. and also remember there. This is before like no smoking law swept the nation. There's oh, you know no. we've seen the little red ashtrays on every table. So yeah, Ugh, coffee and cigarettes. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, you, you you look up and then probably all the ceiling tiles are like dark brown. Oh, yeah, and stress <laughs> and blueberry waffles and oof. yeah, just wanted to see Paris before she dies. Yeah, that's all she wants. Which is probably Boy. not that long from now. This town is kind of a. Uh, I mean, it's it's bad. It's not fun to live in. Obviously, Phil has demonstrated that to himself, but, like, when the actual passage of time happens, that can be just as dead-end and monotonous as being stuck in the same day, at least until, you know, you hit the, like, 20-year mark of being stuck in the same day. <laughs> then I'm pretty sure you got anyone here beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, yeah, um, I wanted to get to a second, uh, like, 1819. Because we, pa- we pass all, I'm looking at, what, maybe eight people in line right now? Mm-hmm. You got a couple of people looking at the the, 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 the dessert trays in the fridge. Yeah. You got, you got Mr. Hard Hat and then a couple behind them. So, yeah, the, Phil leaving the table and walking in, and the, the, I'm sure there's a couple like, is that is that table open now? <laughs> I'll make it up to you tomorrow. Yeah. Is that, they left, is that? I'm a little surprised we don't see somebody just sit down later after... You know, after Phil and, and Rita have moved to another table. Oh, I haven't seen the minute after this because I'm legally not allowed to. But do they sit back down? They sit. They eventually sit down, but at another table. They never return to. Well, there yeah, you go. The That's because their table was taken. Yeah. Not, not really. You see, you see all this, these people waiting, and then we come over, and I think, obviously. Uh, Debbie and Fred would have been in the diner every day that we have, but we're always looking the other way. We never see the, we never see Phil walking around, so we haven't met them before. Yeah. So this is new to us. Is this the first time they've um, uh, uh, Phil and Rita have held hands? Ooh, I mean, it is for yeah. her at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we know he tried earlier um, on an earlier day, and she kind of gave him the brush off. I mean, they, they yeah. probably during their date, they must have, like, when they're outside in the snow, I'm sure there was a shot that I couldn't see that they were holding hands. Yeah. But, yeah, like, the, the one time he was, yeah, in the in the bedroom trying to. And she huh. was like, mm, this is weird. I like this move because he's smooth. He doesn't do it like a kind of romantic hand-holding. He does it like, oh, I'm going to lead you around. I want to show you this. Yeah, I'm very excited. But he's still say, holding hands. This is not a romantic hand-hold. This is a friendship hand-hold. Yeah, but I mean, still, that's is that that's like second base, right? They're holding hands. <laughs> I think that's you know third it, in the nineties. <laughs> oh, and yeah, man. also this is yeah, things were different then before the internet was everywhere. And I like to get a lady and just hold hands just before hold hands. feminism yeah. ruined everything. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I, all I need is the spear, the Holy Spirit <laughs> between us. I'm sorry, I had to work that in. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to I want to say something because you you may recognize one of these actors here. 
um, between yeah, that's Bill between Murray, Fred and actually. Debbie, our new, our new folks here. That is, you may not know, that's the guy from Ghostbusters. <laughs> not wearing it, just out in his undershirt, not wearing his, his dress shirt today. But yeah, he's uh, not wearing the jumpsuit. Uh, Debbie is played by Hayden Walsh, who is like all over the place. Her IMDb page is exploding. She is Princess Bubblegum. Oh, she's Spitfire in like a, a couple different. She's in Teen Titans and DC Superhero Girls and a couple other things. Nice. Uh, she did Harley Quinn in uh, Assault on Arkham. Oh, cool! That was her. Yeah. She, that was so much, dude. Yeah, yeah, both Suicide Squad animated movies. I highly recommend you listeners if you are interested in the concept of Suicide Squad, watch the two animated movies. Like, go rent them on Amazon Prime or something. They are actually they're they're also incredibly sexualized, incredibly violent, like hard R animated movies. It's not they don't it's not dumbed down. It's heads explode and everything. People get shot. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and then she also she crosses over. So she did the DC thing, and then she's also a super giant. She did uh, Avengers Assemble and the Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. Cool. So she's all over the place. Debbie's happening. She's got good voice. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good, it's vo- good yeah. voice work. Wow. And born February 1st, 1971. So just missed Groundhog Day. Couldn't hold out that mm-hmm. one more day. But yeah, so that's where you know her from. And that's Debbie Kaiser. Although it's I, I, Debbie gets a last name, but not Fred. Fred is just Fred. He does nothing important, and we'll never hear from him again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's, of course, Michael Shannon. And some of you are like, duh. And then some of you, your heads are exploding. You're like, yeah. wait, the guy from Boardwalk Empire and General Zod and, and all those other things? Yes. <laughs> that guy. This is his, his first feature film. And he's uh, he's Fred. And right now he's finding out, which this is, you know, they always say, isn't it bad luck for the groom to see the bride before the wedding? Why are they here? They're having breakfast together and they're supposed to be getting married this afternoon. Do their 90s kids. All right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I mean, in the end, I, I, I suspect in the end it'll work out OK. But, um, you know, he's about to get a bombshell dropped on him by this <laughs> This stranger in an overcoat. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah. so he's having, uh, you know, Debbie's having second thoughts. I have a theory that Bill Murray, uh, Phil, I have a theory that Phil, think about it, it's the early 90s. He has used his god powers to have sex with a lot of people. Uh, at least one, uh, I guess two, if you count Rita, that we know of. First of all, how do you think he knows that Debbie Kleiser's marriage is in trouble? Ooh, you know, that could be a thing. Second of all, Bill, how does he know Bill's gay? That was amazing, ladies and gentlemen. Just, it happens just that fast. What do we say? Uh, I I, I honestly think, I think John would probably want us to just continue the minute. Yeah, he would have wanted it that way. Let's just say that, like, that uh, you know, we do we add a little like a pr- uh, editor's note that we lost his connection with John, and we we sadly continued without him. Yeah, I think you, you know. just did it. Okay, yeah, we'll just use that. Okay, all right. So, all right. 
so the show must go on. So I don't know any, anything else on Debbie and Fred. Uh, no, other, yeah. Other, other than like, I'm glad that both these actors got are still getting work. That's I think that's important. You know, it's yeah. it's 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 good to to see actors still working. Yeah. Well, and uh, so, so if John was here, he did yeah. a good point that they're they're getting married today. Uh huh. But they're just sitting in the diner and matching outfits instead of planning. Like, shouldn't you know? Are they take? You shouldn't. I don't. Well, I guess there's no reception. This is probably. This has got to be like just a justice of the peace type thing. Like they're not running around like oh the caterer and the flowers and yeah the the centerpieces and everything. Like she's not freaking out like most brides the day before if they have a big reception plan. So obviously this is just they don't have they're not there's not a big party happening. They're just yeah, yeah. well because we see them at the uh, I guess the the groundhog ball. They're saving money. The groundhog yeah. ball is their wedding reception. But Buster I, probably did the ceremony. Yeah, there you go. I'm right. I'm sure there's going to be a family gathering. I I don't see I can't see the families not liking the other you know future future you know in-laws, child of yeah. the family they have. So you know future son-in-law, future daughter-in-law. So I think like the families would probably have a small gathering later, and so I think they're they're probably okay. So probably like, yeah, everyone will meet at the at the at the city hall later in the afternoon. They get it done. They're probably yeah saving up money for something, and then Phil at the end of this film gives them a nice gift. So. All right, now we go on to uh, to our, our, our kindly waiter here. Yeah, yeah, Bill. So, uh, yeah, I got a couple notes on Bill. And okay. so in the, actually in the original screenplay and all, and like both the second and the third revisions I have, Bill says, no, I'm not. When Phil says, you know, this is Bill, worked here since Penn State and he's gay, Bill always says, I am not. That like he, yeah, he denies it. And, you know, and obviously Ramus eventually changed that. And I think there are two reasons. And, and Danny Rubin in, in, in his writings about the screenplay uh, kind of guesses there, there are two reasons. And I agree. One is that just it's confusing because Phil is supposed to, you know, have this mystical knowledge about everyone. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, when everyone's like, you know, Doris is like, oh, yeah, I'd love to go to Paris. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's right and everything. If someone just suddenly said no, he's wrong or disagreed with Phil. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of confusing. Like, is he, yes, yeah, he just making this up or, you know, and he just got lucky a couple times, um, which I agree with. Well, then I, I don't know how much I agree with the set. And then the second point that Ruben makes is it's kind of an uncomfortable, like kind of outing someone against their will. If Bill doesn't want people to know he's gay or if he's not, you know, if he's not ready to talk about it and Phil kind of forcing the issue, that that might get uncomfortable. So it's easier that Bill's like, yeah, he's right. You know, kind of thing. I guess that makes sense. But yes, I, I saw, I saw both him talking to, to Bill and him talking to Debbie and Fred as I'm going to say the thing that you don't want to think about, but I think you should really discover it. And I think when he says to Debbie, you know, you think at first you think, Oh, that's bad that he's saying that Debbie has cold feet. I think he's saying is that he has you have cold feet, and I think you use a couple should should discuss the reasons why, and you know rather than bottling your your these feelings inside, have a discussion. And I think we're mm-hmm. gonna you know uh, listeners take a close look in the following minutes. I think we're gonna see like them really actually having a conversation, not a fight, a conversation. And I think I think Phil's doing it for the betterment. At first, I thought, oh man, he's like outing them, but that would be worse if Debbie the whole day her wedding day. 
whatever this reason is, she's getting cold feet. Whatever, whatever minuscule thing it is, she's holding it and it's bottling up. And it's gonna, and, and one day it could burst into something unnecessary, an unnecessary fight. So I see it as, as, as Phil coming up and saying, hey, you got cold feet. I think you guys should talk about it and you'll be a better couple for handling it like adults before you get married. And I think they do. And I think, I think we're going to see, you know, we're going to see that turn out for the better. And when he, and when he, and when he goes up, you know, it's Bill, right? The, the waiter here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, goes up Bill. I think how, how, how Phil gives him the eyes. It's like, Hey man, you know, I'm, 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 you know, like I'm happy and I'm happy that, that you live your life that, you know, that you mean no one harm. That you have nothing but goodness in your heart. That, you know, you studied hard. Whatever the story you told about Penn State. Whatever the story you told about Penn State. You worked hard, man. And, you know, and, like, God bless your craft. You know, you, you, you know, you're painting, you're painting these little soldiers. It's like, shit, yeah. nigga. You could, you could, you could be doing this, you know, on a professional level or something. You could be a sculptor or something, you know? So I think the, those are the eyes he's given him when he's, cause he's not talking to Rita, you know, he's talking to, 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 to Bill. And he, I think he's, he's telling Bill what Bill, doesn't think is important and bill and, and so phil phil tells the bill it's a little confusing but phil you know touches his shoulder and says hey you know he, you know he, he works here from uh, from penn state paint soldiers and he's gay and and how he and how he says it is just okay you know that's that's your life and i'm happy that you're living it i think that's the eyes he's giving him and i think bill feels a little better that like someone knows his secret and supported him in that moment yeah because he's he's really not judging he's not like Oh my God! You know this woman stuck in this town, and all she wants to do is get to Paris. And it's been it's been twenty one yeah. years, and she hasn't and gotten there yet. Like that's, he's, yeah, yeah, there's exactly. No judge, he tells her like, that. It's like remember, yeah. remember what that savings account was for. Yeah, it's it's not it's not for you know rainy days. Uh, should mm-hmm. I buy a new coat? It's it's the Paris account. Yeah. Remember that. Doris. Remember that. It's the Paris account. Remember, hey, you really you really enjoyed those toy soldiers. You know, he kind of smiles, and Bill's like, "Oh, yeah." He's he doesn't feel. Yeah. I like it that yeah, it's not. He's not what, uncomfortable. Because I don't like, want. Yeah, because yeah, God forbid, Phil, you know, Bill. However, Bill told Connors, he's you know, he's like painting soldiers, and he's like, yeah, "I do it because uh, you know, I don't even know if I want to do it." And I, Bill goes, "No, you are happy when you're doing those soldiers, and you should be happy with yourself." Yeah, and I think that's what Bill needed to hear, and he was always worried no one's gonna ever tell him it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and so as he's telling Rita, these are the stories, he's looking at these people and he's telling them the things they need to hear so they can, they can evolve as people. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to Gus. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Gus. He hates his life here. He wishes he stayed in the Navy. And okay. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that angle. He's telling <laughs> right. Gus, you don't want to be here and no one's got a gun to you. And you, if you, and if you enjoy the Navy, you should find like a museum. You should find, um, you should find a, uh, like you should honestly go to, go to the Pittsburgh docks, see if there's a, a boatyard that they need volunteers. Yeah. Like, it's like, if you want to be around the Navy, like, you know, you want to support it, you, you can find a way. I think that's how he, that's how he sees this. You know, you may not be ever the captain that you could have stayed in the, you know, the army and made, and made that pension, but you clearly like miss it. And, you know, there somewhere there is a historic, you know, there's there's a there's a memorial place somewhere that needs volunteers that you would be important. at. That's how I see it as. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I Yeah, I agree. And once again, it, it's not rather than drinking in this yeah. town and hating it, 
go somewhere and yeah. put your put your your background, your history as a veteran somewhere. Yeah, and it, he's not, you know, and and Phil is saying it without judgment, just saying, you know, matter of factly. But he's yeah, he's bringing, and, and it's one of those things like sometimes you need to hear it from the outside. Yeah. Obviously, I, I'm sure Gus knows he doesn't like his life here in Punxsutawney, but someone yeah. needs to, to kind of get that kick in the pants to hear it from someone and be like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, he's right. Yeah, so. Yeah, Gus is in a practically, a, not it is, but virtually a landlocked area, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, yeah. if he goes to Pittsburgh, he gets the rivers. If he goes to Philadelphia, he gets the, the Delaware. But it's like. In the Navy, you could, as the YMCA, as, as the village people said, you sail the seven seas. Maybe that, once again, like Doris, he was excited about traveling to somewhere. Mm-hmm. And now he's back in this town. He He's not putting any interest into, yeah, into going out back to, you know, oh, man, I, we, we were stationed in Germany at one point, and it was great. So they'd go back there, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and, and John's note on Gus is, you know, why is he acting so normal? And and all these all these people are they're not you know this this strangers coming up and just you know doing this cold reading of like your deepest secrets of your soul and everyone's like no one's reacting like this is anything strange but I think you know it's the way Bill does it and that these are the truths for these people yeah. that they're recognizing like yeah he's he's right and uh, the one one the comment I have on on Gus is. And I, I don't know, I well, this was like a discussion that I had with my friends when we all hit kind of late 30s, 40, where we're like, you know, if we had gone into the military right out of high school, we'd be retired, you know, or if we had gone to the police academy instead of going to college, you know, we'd be retired and have that, that government pension right now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point of Gus's life, like, yeah, and I mean, he, eh, you know, I mean, well, I, I didn't really... <laughs> I was we we found out I'm a really bad judge of age um back when we were talking about Doris. I'm guessing Gus is late 30s, probably similar age where like yeah, he'd be he'd be retired and and yeah, then you know, not necessarily you know, 100% retired and not have to work anymore, but retired at half pay and then yeah, just do odd jobs around town, or you know, get something part time to supplement it. But I mean, half pay is pretty good. Yeah, I, better than no pay. Yeah, I see. I see. I honestly see Gus and Ralph as. I mean, we, there's no proof of it, but I, I, I see as like. I mean, the, 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 their car is that car is beat, mm-hmm. but maybe they have a work truck. Maybe they actually have their. They're like. Um, they're like uh, uh, Earl and Valent and Valentine from uh, Tremors, where they're just like these local handymen. That people know, yeah, and they know at night to get drunk. But like you know, if you need the plumbing fixed on a cold day, these guys will come out and do it. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they're local handyman or something. Yeah, um, and that's what they got into. Maybe when you know he was in the navy, he like was doing like mechanical repairs and says, "Oh shoot, I could become a plumber," or like you know, or something like that. Or you know, maybe I, maybe I, and, then, and then maybe he never got into the union, so he's just kind of like doing it himself. So yeah, he has like no other financial support other than. You know, whatever odd jobs he can get around town. And you're right. If he had that half pay, that could also go into some kind of savings fund for him to go somewhere, you know? 
Yeah. So he's probably like he's a working he's a working poor stiff. Right. Where yeah. he, he he goes, I don't think I can afford to to leave this town. And yeah, how Phil I think talks to them is it's almost like he has the skeleton key. He knows exactly how to say it where he's already bypassed their defenses of how do you know that? Right. He gets so he gets that needle point right into their soul where it they crack open and they go, "Yeah." And then and, and you know, I am or yeah, you're right. And I uh, you know, and I wish I did this. Yeah. I mean, this you know, is no one Yeah, this kind of delivery the way Phil is talking. You know, his tone of voice, just kind of the delivery. This is the way the psychiatrist should have been talking to Phil way back when. Just as comment, it's like, listen, this is the way it is. This is what's in your soul. This is what you should be doing. Um, you know, he didn't really do that. He was kind of wishy-washy, like, oh, I got an alcoholic now. You know, you want, this is the kind of confidence when you need help, when you're looking for answers. Yeah. Yeah. Phil magically has transformed into that guy. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my last little thing on, on Gus is, I think we see is that we, we get a peek at the little, the the parking lot bootleg Punxsutawney Phil shirt. We can kind of see the U sticking out in the V. Ah, and we'll see more of that shirt yeah. later tonight when he's kind of loosened up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I kind I I and uh, I like the there's now a fear. Rita now has a fear because at no point did anyone ever confront Phil about what he knows. They mm-hmm. open like I said they they opened right up and they just like poured themselves out into what Phil said to them. And Rita's giving them Rita has like that fear smile, you know yeah. that that like this guy just just opened himself up to us. We don't know him from Adam. And Phil, you know, acts like he knows this guy's inner secrets. And I just love how she grabs him at second 43. Like, you know, like, how did you, like, <laughs> is this something you're planning the whole time on the drive up? Like, you know, that, that you call these people and, you know, I think at first yeah. she's trying to think like, okay, this guy's been here in this town so long. Or, and, and, you know, he's been here a couple years because she thinks, you know, he referred to as, uh, oh, I've been coming here for four times. For yeah. And so she, thinking back, her yeah, her 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 fear response is like, did you call these people? You know all these people's numbers and told them to, that we were gonna do that. You know this. Yeah, it's and the same then, thing about when she yelled at him, like, did you call my friends and ask them if I liked fudge or something? Right, and she thinks she can kind of get him. She's like, well, okay, it's, you know, because instead of letting Phil lead her around, what if I pick the people? What if I point someone out that he wouldn't? You know, he's not. There's no way he could know who I'm gonna pick out. Yeah. So. Unless he, yeah, unless he called up everyone in this diner, maybe I can trip him up. But yeah. and, and he, you know, he has that God response of just like he just, yeah, just knows everybody. Yeah, and this is, um, you know, and this is it's still the morning, so I mean they haven't. It's it's just after the the, the Groundhog Day like ceremony. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's nine a.m. So they've been in town. Maybe they got in at five or something. I mean, they've been in town less than 18 hours, not even yeah. a full day for him to uh, to gather all this. There is a going to once again, going to the the uh, the screenplay in an earlier version. There was a line where uh, where Rita says, well, how do I know you're not from around here? And then and Phil's reply was, you know, I'm from Cleveland. Which I thought was weird because how would she know? Burn on, big river. <laughs> Burn on. Yeah. 
Like how how would she know he was from Cleveland? But yeah, so that yeah, so she does throw that. Like how do I know? Maybe you're not just from around here. Um, but apparently she does. Uh, maybe, know. Yeah, maybe it's like he knows she. I don't know if she looked at his like personnel file or something back at the yeah. studio. But yeah, it's like yeah, I, I, I'm glad that that that's not. I'm glad we actually kind of went with the guideline. We kind of still keep it there. Just like him, just saying I don't really know how else I explain it other than God maybe just knows everyone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is Tom. He works at the coal. He worked at the uh, coal, coal mine. So he close it up. Close it up. Yeah. And uh, it's a shame we don't get to see Tom's reaction. We see we see what Tom looks like. He's an older guy. He's clearly yeah. an older guy. He's Like, when he was working those mines, it was like, you know, it could have been for the 40s for all we know. Yeah. I mean, we see um, a little bit. He does, like, a little bit of, like, shoulder shrug, like, because these people are coming up behind him, and he... He looks like there's a few customers that are paying attention to Phil and Reed as they walk around, but Tom wasn't. All he knows is that this guy walks up behind him and says, oh, you worked at the coal plant before it closed. Well, not, not like, the guy with the mustache here. This is what I believe is like either Tom's son or something, because this guy looks like he's in his 40s. And the man that, that he and, and uh, Phil's look, looking past him. Yeah. So he's looking at Tom, who's across the booth from him. Um, oh, uh, we so, see yeah, him so there's the guy. Doris is blocking the shot at this point in the, earlier in the minute, but he's an older man um, in a, with, with you know, he's an older man, gray beard, <laughs> and he's got uh, a khaki jacket. A beard? He's got, and um, tan jacket. And the man with the mustache across, across the thing from him either is a younger friend. And to the fact that his, oh, so his hair is like Tom. dark. Oh, yeah. Black. So the guy I was, I, the guy I was thinking of, that's not Tom. Right, no. he's pointing to the other side of the booth. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that this could be Tom's huh. son, or yeah. you know, or just this guy because that guy looks. This guy looks objectively <laughs> younger. Tom looks; he's clearly like in his late sixties. This the guy with the mustache across from him looks younger, like he's yeah. like maybe forty or something, late thirties, forty. So I was thinking, that, you know, this could be his son. The woman yeah. next to Tom's could be his his wife. And then I don't know about the maybe the and maybe the woman next to the possible son, maybe she yeah maybe she's either a sister or a son or something. You know, right, yeah, time. yeah. We get a it's what it's after the um the tray drops the next minute at like twenty seconds or nineteen eighteen seconds you you can see that booth. So maybe I wonder if this is like is this the big secret? Like originally the big secret was. That Bill the waiter was gay, like he's been in the closet and fell out some. So maybe they decided, all right, that's no good. You know, Bill's going to be out and open and be like, "Yes, I am." Maybe then this is the big reveal. That's wait a second. So Tom, when you leave the house every morning, where have you been going? You know, if you got fired, if you if you got fired from that that coal mine, where have you been going every day? Oh no, I don't see no no. no come right. on, no. too much. All I right. think. I, no, I don't think it's like yeah, this man's working at a coal mine. Even as a foreman, he looks too old to be a foreman or All a right. manager. So you're saying and that the coal mine closed down a long time ago. I think the coal mine closed and Tom really never... Like, the, like coal mining is a, obviously a hard job. We hear about it. And how oh I, like, yeah, I saw Zoolander struggle. I know all about coal mining. yeah and, and yeah exactly <laughs> but like I'm sure like you know he was try and probably he spent the next few decades really trying to get like another solid job because mm-hmm. you know he probably thought the, the working the mountains he would probably get into being a foreman or something maybe and the fact that it never happened he 
he could be one of those guys who, yeah, he got another job, but like, it'd be one of those weird things where he's just like, yeah, the coal mining was something he he actually enjoyed. I don't know. Maybe he, he so those guys who like enjoys the the labor of it, you know. And now he's mm-hmm. old. Yeah, that mountain, you know, that some contract for that company is either doing it themselves or, or yeah, or the mine just got closed because it was, you know, too dangerous or something. I don't, I don't, we don't know. We do not know what Tom's reaction know. is. I'm only judging by what I, what I call Tom's son because how his son leans in with the piece of toast, it has this like, this, like, you know, you told him about that or something? Maybe, maybe that's something yeah. that, Whatever the reason that Tom told the secret about the coal mine is that is something that, you know, is kind of like he doesn't talk about outside the family. And so the son's kind of like, hey, dad, why would why did you tell this stranger guy that, I, you know, as, as he's holding his toast? I mean, that's the only <laughs> as he's holding. His that's toast, that's yeah, because yeah, he's kind of like almost he's, he's kind of a, not say upset, but it's kind of like a like it's an accusatory. His body language is like leaning forward and stuff with the. How he's holding it's how he's holding his toast is like like almost like, huh, why would you Yeah. Huh, why'd you tell him that? You know? Right. Well it's, I mean, it's kind that. of a natural reaction, like, hey, how who is this guy and how does he know this and Yeah. Why is he why is he telling this lady, you know, our personal business? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um and then and Alice then, uh, who uh you know, born in Ireland, came here from uh, yeah. she's So a Alice, baby. yeah. Yeah, got Alice. <laughs> um, uh, I actually, what I kind of like about Alice is she is she's like nice and shocked. Says he's right. She gets on with her job, you know. Yeah. Just, huh? He's right. Well, I got I got tables to work yeah. on, you know. Just immediately, you know. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day. It's, <laughs> it's you know, it's the busy day. It's the rush. It's the breakfast yeah. rush. She's like, yeah, he's right. What do you know? All right. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Stand here and chit chat all day? Let's go. Yeah. She's all business. I like Alice. No and I, 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 uh, yeah, I like, I like, you know, the people, I think second 54, Tom's son mm-hmm. looks at the camera, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> he's not looking at, he's, he's looking at, well, I don't know. It's his, his eyes are like mid transition back to his dad. Anyway, yeah. um, the fact that, yeah, people are like looking at them. I'm between the fence of like, they're looking at them because obviously their guy is a guy walking around saying personal information about people, but I'm curious about, you know, this town probably there's good amount of people that know each other and it would be kind of funny to you know they know that's tom like like here how about this check this out hmm. second 56 when they're talking to alice let's yeah. look behind phil you see the old another older guy look over the booth yeah what if he knows tom you know it's like yeah, it's kind of like wow well yeah i think that's the 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 interesting thing is that none of these people know phil and he knows all of them yeah. If this was, I'm sure Gus and Ralph could read the room because they they live in this town every day, so they know all these people. Like I'm sure if it was someone from town that they knew doing this, they'd be like, "Yeah, Tom, we went to high school together." Or, "Yeah, I worked. I I got fired from the same coal mine, of course." Yeah, you've been coming to this diner for 20 years, and for 20 years I've been telling you, leave me a good tip because I'm saving up for Paris. So if it was someone they knew doing this, like. I think it's it's that it's Phil that they don't know him, but he knows them. That's the surprising <laughs> yeah. part. It's I, not that someone knows them. 
do you like the dad in the white sweater in the background behind Rita? Because I was watching the, I was scrolling through the minutes, and it's like the two kids are down. They're either working on their like cereal, oatmeal breakfast, whatever. Yeah. And the mom looks like she's got a coffee cup. She's like looking over the kids too. But it's like the dad's like watching them. Like, oh, this is way more entertaining. No, I, I <laughs> like he gets to escape for a moment. Like, oh, oh man, I don't have to deal with my kids. This yeah. is fun. This guy's just walking around. Uh, he's like sipping his coffee. Hey, this yeah. guy's just walking around saying everyone's personal information. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I, wasn't, really, I, I wasn't, really got the time there. <laughs> I wasn't watching the dad. I'm looking at the kid that's across from him that is like he's got like he's wearing a red sweater, but then he's got a white. It looks like he's probably wearing like a white collared shirt under the sweater. Like this kid's really dressed up for breakfast, it seems like. Oh, I, I mean, because one. Yeah, kid is I, just, that's why I say that's yeah. why I say that is like they're probably a very. Prim and proper family, and no slouching, and the kind of people who dress up to go to the you diner. Know, go to your brother and say your prayers to go to bed, and, yeah. and so they, yeah, there's a, and it's like, oh, we're treating you. We're going to the, we're going to the Tip Top Cafe, you know. Yeah. But really, in the back of his head, the father's just like, you know, oh man, what a boring suburban life we live. Yeah, well, the, and they, they got Phil like talking. He's like, oh, this is kind of entertaining. I like this. Yeah, I mean, the one kid's dressed like Gus. He's just wearing the, you know, the plaid shirt. Yeah. So anyway, there's the the two kids there. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Way overdressed for the diner. Yeah. And, 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 and like we were talking about earlier, like, look, right at second 59, right before we end this minute, you can see Fred and um, Becky. Is it Becky, right? Debbie. Right? Is it Becky or is it? Debbie. Fred and Betty? Debbie. Debbie. Fred and Debbie. Fred and Debbie. Debbie. So, like, you know, they're, they're having their conversation. Now, he's kind of, he's leaning in in her face. I Hopefully it's not a. Michael Shannon death stare like he gives now when he uh, when they're like Michael Shannon we need you to scare the audience he's like I got it covered you know and he does that like wide eye you know I will fight them you know that kind of stuff so hopefully he's not yelling at Debbie but I hope he's being like hey what's going on you know you can trust me Debbie you know she's like Fred I don't know he's like no that guy said you had cold feet and you looked at me, and I know it means, you know. So hopefully they're having that conversation, and not an argument, but an honest to God conversation that will fix this. So, um, yeah, those are mostly, like, my notes for the minute. Um, it's a shame John couldn't make it all the way through with us. Yeah. It's damn yeah. shame, 2018. So, the, yeah, that I think that covers it. The last little thing I had for this scene was... Um, just some 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 tidbits from the, the the screenplay, just kind of the evolution of how we got here. Uh-huh. In the first draft, we go. It goes from Phil, the car crash. Phil driving over the edge of the quarry. Truck explodes. Flash to in the diner. Phil says, "I'm a god." The in the the second draft that I have from Ramus is where they put in the series of deaths of the different way Phil is, is killing himself before we get to the scene. And then it's not, and then the third draft kind of has pretty close to what we see. It's the crash. Phil wakes up. He, you know, the I got you babe from the radio. We go to the toaster in the tub and then the, <laughs> the different suicides. So the, what we see is kind of pretty much what, um, what they came up with by the third draft. But there's one particular, and they they changed it a little bit in terms of how he killed himself or kills himself and, and the order. And, and one thing that I thought was was pretty funny that I kind of wanted to see was in the first version where Phil jumps off the roof, 
they show it from the inside. It's Ned's insurance office. And he's sitting there with some clients. And then suddenly you see Phil fly past the window. (laughs) I kind of wanted to see that. You know, that you're saying this on top of the hotel, right? Is that what you're saying? On top of the hotel well, or the bed and breakfast? I mean, that's what we thought. Like, the, it looked like the tower on top of the no, hotel. That's, yeah. So, no, that's the hotel. Yeah, no, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. So then, I don't know. I don't know if, if they've got offices there or maybe, you know, Ned is, you know, just travels. He doesn't have a permanent office. So he's just working out of a hotel room that day. But yeah, they show Ned and he's like with a couple and doing insurance stuff. And then suddenly Phil flies by the window going, going down, obviously. Huh. Yeah. You know, it would be interesting to know that he was in the hotel because that could be one of the reasons why, like, Phil didn't want to, like, you know, doesn't really hang out at the hotel much outside the bar. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm like, I'm on the fence about it. It's like, it's, we, we take his suicide pretty seriously during that scene. So I don't know if I want to negate it with, with the comedy of Ned. I kind of like the seriousness of it because Phil wants to either die or get to the next day. But he doesn't want to be in this day anymore. And I feel like we needed, you know, like the toaster is dumb, you know, it kind of like warm. It's in a weird way. Like, I don't want to say it warms us up to the suicide, but it's like there's a little bit of a comicalness to it of how he takes the toaster. And we already we just seen him die. So it's kind of like we know he's probably not going to be able to. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that 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 tower jump is like a real solemnness of just him, like kind of going, why, God, why am I punished? to stay in here and and it's kind of creepy that you look down no one's noticed him you know mm-hmm. that's kind of like another sad thing about it is that like in a weird way it will leave you know he will think it leaves no impact you know and then that's why like that's why the morgue scene is really interesting is because it's the only time that we see post his death the town ta- you know somebody having to deal with the consequence of it right right and and that's you know that i think watching rita Watching Rita cry and Larry kind of like doesn't really know what to do, you know? He's kind of stuck because, yeah, he doesn't really care about Phil, but he's like, I guess I should lie. I don't really know what I should say right now to the. Because I feel like he. Because he's saying it, you know, not really to Rita. He's like saying it to like the mortician, you know? Like, I guess I gotta tell him he was a good guy. Like, that's how I always saw it as. It's like Larry being like, I guess I'm supposed to say something now. Yeah. You know, Larry doesn't care. In a way, he's like, I don't care. I, you know, I, Phil Dead's not going to help or hinder me. So, but like, yeah, for like Rita, it's just, yeah, it's like devastating. Yeah, that's why I'm on the fence about like, and also I like the fact that we haven't seen Ned in a while. I kind of like that. It's, we, we, you know, we <laughs> yeah, see him when yeah. we see him again. We'll, you know, it'll be, you know, it'll be like a new, like, oh yeah, Ned. Like we don't, you know, we haven't seen Ned in a really long time, at least for us. God, yeah, so it'll, it'll have more impact. Yeah, it'll have more impact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. I guess that's so, about it yeah. for, for Minute 67? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah it's kind of like this weird emptiness is that we had a guest and lost a guest. It just stinks, you know? Yeah, but, um, but so, you know, so, so so check out John's... Yes, please uh, do. ...podcast at, at Toy Story Minute. Is what is what is it ToyStoryMinute.com? I believe so. No, it's uh, uh, he's at darn. Dueling Genre. So go to oh, DuelingGenre.com yeah. and then you'll look up Toy Story Minute and all the other... They do a bunch of great stuff over there at... At Dueling Genre, they got a bunch of, of, you know, the movies by minute stuff and they've got non, you know, other movie stuff, but it's not by minute. And then they've got other stuff that has nothing to do with movies. I don't know how you podcast without a movie, but 
they figured it out there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like radio dramas. I'm like, what's all this about? Yeah, they're like, yes, like, yeah, scripted dramas and stuff. So definitely, um, yeah, yeah check, out, check out Dueling Genre. Check out the, the Toy Story Minute and, you know, and then check us out. So, yeah, so that's that's it for us for Minute 67. Thank you for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. If there is one. Let them say your hair is too long.